Hey, it's Yona Bud. I've been working with young people and adults for more than 40 years, helping them to live their best life. Now on this podcast, I do it for you too. That's why we call it At Your Best, so I can help you become your best self each week. So let's explore stories from all across Canada and celebrate how strong we really are, even when we feel at our weakest. Are you one of the people who celebrate your birthdays or dread them each year? How do you celebrate when you're sober, but everyone around you isn't? We also touch on a new study that finds half the population may be more addicted to smartphones, but do you fall into that category? We've all heard that about Santa's red sled, but have you heard of helpers who use a bright red pickup truck? Well, we talked to two of Santa's helpers and how they are spreading joy and cheer in their town while blending in their hobby. And we also talk about Sesame Street Muppet teaching an important and morbid lesson to children and how groups of children are reminding adults about the importance of charity. So sit back, relax, and get ready to listen to ways we can help make you be at your best. By the way, it's the 23rd, so we're getting ready for that whole Christmas celebration thing, family get-togethers. We're going to give you some tips on how to get around that. We're going to talk about it. And it is a call-in show. Yeah, my boss said, hey, you really want to work on the 23rd and the 30th because we're doing this again next week? I said, sure, I do. She says, yeah, I don't know how many you know people are going to be out there listening. And I said... I got my crew out there, and they're all listening. They look, they look forward to hanging out with Leo and I and the team. So give me a call here, 877-399-9898. It can be as simple as happy birthday, Yona. How you doing, Leo? Merry Christmas. Send me a text to the same number, and we're going to let my boss know that tons of you are out there hanging out with me tonight. And absolutely, it makes sense to have me working on the 23rd come on it's party time and how do i not get to be with you at your best i only get to be with you when things are crummy and kind of crappy i don't know tell me about your birthday you count them up you add them up or you count them down something you look forward to or you dread it because there are people that dread their birthdays i'm not one of them i add them up man like a badge of freaking honor absolutely you know, you get to a point, you know, life is difficult. You've all got through COVID and this and that and illnesses popping up around you. And ah, you get to get up in the morning, put your feet on the ground and you're healthy and you don't have to go for chemotherapy or anything like that today. Holy smokes, man. If you're not celebrating that, what's wrong with you? So celebrate that here with me tonight because that's what we're doing. We're celebrating my birthday in the beginning of... The Christmas celebration, yeah, man. You can smell the, you can smell the mistletoe and the and the and the cider and all the great cooking and the Christmas cakes and turkey and you can just smell it. It's all gonna, you know, if you walk in anybody's house right around now, you know, depending on where you are in the country, it's anywhere from you know nine till midnight, one eleven, something like that. Wherever you walk into your neighbor's house, your cousin's house, your buddy's house, your your own house, I'm sure. And it smells like a holiday. Absolutely. Sir did at my house. We had a big celebration last night being Friday night with my kids and my grandchildren and my father and my brother. We had such a good time. So tell me about your birthdays. I want to hear from you. What do you think? 877-399-9898. We're going to keep the lines open for a while. Leo's tired. So, you know, we're going to keep him awake. The way that we keep him awake is by you all calling and say, hey, Leo, what's up? Yeah, Leo's celebrating Christmas tomorrow, so make sure everybody wishes him a happy holiday. Yep, absolutely, because it's basically just Leo and I. We're kind of an island unto ourselves here. There's, and, and the janitor, of course, they're in the building. They're always cleaning. 
keep the place really clean. So we're hanging out. We're having a good time. It's just me and the boys and uh, looking forward to celebrating with you. But why is it that people have a hard time with their birthday? Seriously. You know, why is it so difficult? Well, some people, for them, it's looking back, right? It's kind of looking back on the things they did and how they got to a certain point in their life. And here they are, and they should have achieved this, and I should have achieved that, and I could have done more of this, and I could have done more of that, woulda, coulda, shoulda. That's not the purpose of the birthday. The birthday is you look back and go, wow, look at the stuff I did do. Now, I'll be honest with you. It happens to me soon. Like I, every once in a while, I sort of try to figure out what I've done so far in my life. And my wife sits me down and goes, are you kidding me? Seriously? You did this. You did that. You did this. You did that. You got this. You got that. And it's like, oh, wow, really? Me? I got all that. I did all that. Holy smoke. So reflecting, looking back is a big deal. It helps us move forward. It's a healthy thing to do. You want to add them up like a badge of honor, though, for sure. I want to see my friend David. He's in Toronto. How are you doing, David? Good. How are you doing? Happy birthday to you. Thanks, brother. How are you doing? Happy holidays, man. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, this year was, uh, was a fantastic year. My wife gave birth to twins. Nice. Time, our nice. Christmas coming up, and we're looking forward to it. We've been Sick. trying for 14 years, and finally Sick. it happened. And, and and my birthday's in January, and I look forward to it because it's my first birthday with my kids and, and as a as a dad. Oh, David, I'll tell you, man, I'm I'm just beaming from cheek to cheek. So you can, uh, oh, well, you're gonna have your hands full though, right? Couple right out of the gate. That's like no, you don't get a chance man. to warm up with one at a time. <laughs> no, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I don't know how I make it uh, to work or home after half the time because uh, they are a handful, the two of them. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you know what, it just, I, I had my grandkids last night, I'm at that stage where, you know, you have grandchildren, which by the way, if you can skip the kids, go right to the grandkids, it's, it, it really is the better way, but it's, I can't figure out how to do that. Anyway, how do you, I, by the way, I don't even know if you can adopt grandchildren, but we played, we played, uh, we played Monopoly, we hung out, we had food, we ate candy, and I got to tell you, you know, being a young guy, I can hear it in your voice, you know, this, these years coming forward now, and you watch these little ones grow, dude, it doesn't get better, yeah. it just, it just doesn't get better, so uh, really happy you called. Thank you so much for the birthday wishes. I'm so excited for you to have your Christmas uh, you. with your hands full. And uh, just make sure you take a little David time out, eh? Just a little baby time to kind of crawl into the garage, maybe smoke a nice cigar, get away from the family for a few minutes. And make sure you give the mother a chance to do the same thing, maybe without the cigar. Oh, exactly, exactly. I'll definitely be doing that. Right now, my my baby time is just uh, is uh, driving home. And the car that I like driving, so it is what that it is. That a boy. That a boy. Anyway, have a great holiday, man. I really appreciate your calling in. I really do. Have a wonderful time, son. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so we're carrying on. There's a great, there's a guy. You can hear him beaming, right? You can hear my man, David. He's just beaming about this celebration. You know, he's got his birthday coming up in January. He's got the holidays coming up. Like, that's got to be you. And if it's not you, you got to ask yourself why. What's the big deal? I made it to another year. So, oh, my God, I made it to another year. Or, OMG, I made it to another year. It's the same words, the same self-talk. One has a negative overtone. One has a positive overtone. Personally, I think every chance I get to add up a birthday, I'm doing okay. Because I'm at the stage in my life where I have some friends and family and such just haven't made it. You know, not everybody makes it through. You know, it's difficult to get through life on a on any real basis and come out okay every time. So when you do and you get to put your feet on the floor in the morning and kind of get up and go, wow, I'm alive for another day and celebrate it, we're on the right track. 
And that's where I want you all to be. And my birthday wish to all of you is that you all celebrate everything, all the milestones, birthdays, holidays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, birth, you know, births, the christenings, everything. I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff. All the holidays coming up, right? You want to do it all. You want to do it all. You want to make sure that uh, you're celebrating, you're counting up and adding up all the great celebrations and absolutely look forward to what the future brings because you know what? That's what it's all about. It's wrecking, not living in the future, but kind of looking excited. Wow, this year was an amazing year. Next year, it's going to even be better. Siona, it's my birthday, and I'm celebrating with you all because that's my choice. I chose to celebrate my birthday with you tonight. Yep, I could have chosen. My boss said, you know, we could run best of, and, and we can do this, and we can do that. But I said, no, I need to be with my peeps on my holiday, getting ready before Christmas. Who am I? Who are they going to talk to if they're not going to talk to me? Right, Catherine? She's in Surrey. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing awesome, man. Are you excited? <laughs> I, I, know, I know you're going to be excited and ready to rumble for the holidays, right? Yeah. Happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate High it. High fiber. Thanks, man. So when you have a birthday, do you like celebrate it or like you hide at home and don't want to talk to anybody? Oh, I celebrate it. And and uh, it's all like, because when I grew up, I was an unwanted child and my birthday, believe it or not, was never brought up. I never had no. one, ever. Oh. <laughs> when's, your, when's your birthday, Catherine? What date? I don't want to say I'm too old. <laughs> no, I don't need to know the year. I just need to know the day. Oh, February twenty second. Okay, Lincoln's so you're birthday. gonna oh, February 22nd. So like we're like we're almost birthday buddies, just a few months apart. So you're gonna yeah. make sure you're gonna make sure because I'm gonna write it down. But you're gonna make sure on February the twenty second, unless I'm I get fired and I'm not here anymore. But what you're gonna do is you're gonna make sure we we, we connect around your birthday so that I can have <laughs> a celebration with you and about ten thousand or twenty thousand other people that are listening, and we're gonna wish you a happy birthday because you're the kind of person I want to have in my corner. We gotta have those blowers. What are those horns, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I asked for some, but they they just didn't get them delivered to me. It's Christmas; no one's around. Everyone yeah, takes everyone. Everyone starts their holiday like in October, right? They start yeah. celebrating Christmas in October. Catherine, you're the best. Have a happy holiday. I look forward to talking have to you real soon. Time. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Marty in <laughs> Vancouver. Too. We celebrating holidays? Or are we hiding in the corner? And we don't want to talk about them. Well, it's funny you would mention about being sober at Christmas. By the way, happy birthday. Congratulations on thanks, surviving. Thanks, I'm also a great-grandparent. So, nice. Uh, started early, I guess, you might say, or my <laughs> wife did. Um, but this is my 36th sober Christmas, as long as I don't drink for the next two days. And it's interesting because for the, anybody who's thinking about that, who says, how could I possibly do this? It's, yeah. you know... The bottom line is the bottom line is today the kind of life I have would be nothing. I would not have close to it if I was still drinking. So the partying, I partied hardy. I did it for a long time. I tried hard. I yeah. was a practicing alcoholic, you know. Good for I you. practiced to get it perfect. But <laughs> you know, and the other thing is I don't care if other people drink as long as they're not pardon the expression, a holes. You know, yeah. If, yeah. you know, if everybody has a good time, it's not my business. I don't need to do it anymore. And, uh, but you know, it's, it's a good time of year and it's a good time to be sober. And my wife actually went through a roadblock 
one year, and the cop said, when was the last time you had a drink? And she said, 29 years ago. And the RCMP <laughs> guy said, me too. You know what? Let me tell you something, Marty. You and I both know, because we've been around this game a long time. You and I both know, because uh, you're in recovery, and I work with tons of people in recovery. You and I both know that there's no way that you can make a list and give me three things on that list to tell me that alcohol makes your life better because one, two, or three. Alcohol has the lack of alcohol, the, 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 the fact that you're, uh, by the way, big, huge congratulations on the numbers of years sober. Uh, and yeah, man, you're going to make, you'll make the next couple of days. I know you will for sure. Uh, yeah. But I can hear, I can hear it in your voice. But you know what? You know, the fact that you're there, you, you got to be looking at your life going, wow, it is so much better than I w- when I was messed up and didn't even remember the holiday. Exactly. And, you know, you have a lot more money when you don't drink. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty weird. And the other thing I think people need to know, they may yeah. run into people who are like in AA or something like that, uh, or yeah. programs, you know, yeah. and they may say, oh, they're all like evangelical. They all want to push God on you. They want you to be a party pooper. And the bottom line is, I don't have an opinion on somebody else somebody else drinking or not i have an opinion if somebody isn't good company but you know we're not out there to try to fix the world we're just out there to fix ourselves marty you're a great man have a wonderful holiday and enjoy your great grandchildren your grandchildren your children and that wife if you still have her uh yeah, i got her and i'll i'll call you on your birthday next year yona thanks that, that a boy well hopefully you'll be in touch before then marty thanks so much i appreciate it and marty said it best by the way folks right he does it his way and that's kind of where i'm coming from you got to do christmas your way it's got to be your kind of christmas you got to do it the way you want to do it right hey derek in edmonton am i right or wrong you got to do christmas you got to do celebrations your way other way you get sucked into doing stuff you don't want to right I think that's absolutely true. Um, with uh, eggnog and cranberry sauce in particular, <laughs> I cannot do store-bought stuff. It has to be uh, fresh cranberries and homemade eggnog. Did you ever have a problem? Did you ever have a problem with you or someone in your life that had substance use issues around the holidays, or maybe all the time? Um, I did have a stepfather who was—he uh, uh, drank quite a bit around the, the holidays. Um, it was also his birthday around the holidays, so okay. that added to it. Yeah. You know, that's kind of my um, situation. My, my birthday is like a couple of days before Christmas, so and, and, and usually a week or so after Hanukkah. So I get I kind of get ripped off. Like, I, you know, people don't – I'm kind of stuck in between, right? You know what that feels like. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for For my birthday, though, I yeah. I don't really celebrate my birthday. It's just another day. Okay, so so tell me why you got you got a few a minute or so here. Give me an idea, like just because we're up against the clock, or you can stick around. We can keep talking and come back after break. But the question is, why is that, brother? Like Derek, why why is it just another day that goes by when, frankly, it's pretty gargantuan, right? Like. You know, it sounds like you're not a, you know, you're not, you weren't born yesterday. You sound like you've been around for a while. Every year that you get to celebrate, every opportunity you get to do better and do more and have more fun with the folks that you love and that are close to you. How is it you just let that pass? I mean, I'm not judging. I'm just curious. Well, for me, it's more because my family is so spread out. So my mom is in Red Deer and my brother is in Calgary. My brother and I are estranged. And more often than not, I, I I just 
am not able to, I either don't have the finances or something happens that I'm not able to get down to Red Deer to see my mom for my birthday. Right. So sometimes she has come up here, but really it's it's just another day for me. Well, listen, man, hopefully you're going to stick around and listen to the rest of the show, and I do appreciate you calling in. But you know what? I'm going to ask you to look at it just a little bit differently next year. Look at your your, your birthday as a as a chance to celebrate the, the success of getting A, that old, to that age, and all the good things. Like Make a list of all the great things you've done in your life and, and what the legacy that you would leave behind if for some reason you weren't here tomorrow, and, and start paying attention to that kind of stuff. And I'm hoping by the next time you and I have a conversation, uh, you're going to say to me, you know what, Yona, turn that frown upside down and life just seemed to be a little bit easier a little smoother but uh i'm with you man all the best of the holidays and i'm really glad that you reached out and shared with me because you made my day certainly a little bit better so thanks derek appreciate it we have uh vi in edmonton we're not gonna have a chance to get to them uh, until after the break so perhaps vi can hang in until uh until we're after the break and we're gonna continue to have this conversation about birthdays you add them up or you count them down, oh, my God, another one, or oh, my God, another one. Yeah, man, it's all about the flip side. How do you do that? Well, you do that by celebrating the successes in your life and looking at the good stuff and looking at how much more you're going to be able to do next year, how much smarter you are, how much more experienced you are, how much cooler you are because you pay attention to things and people around you. Vi, she's in Edmonton. I think Vi is female. I could or identifies as female, uh, but I could be wrong. Vi, if I'm wrong, I apologize. But thanks. No, for I'm being a female. Here. Yeah, and you. And I want to wish you happy birthday because you. My my son just had a birthday this past week too. And nice. How old? Thirty-four. Wow. You sound like you you're thirty. Your you sound like you're thirty-four. No, I'm in my sixties. I'm a widow too. So. Oh, what does that mean? Does that mean you can't have any fun anymore? <laughs> no, but time flies when you do have fun, right? <laughs> I so hope I so. So and I wonder, where does the time go? Where did the time go? She was by? younger. She used to get. She used to be upset that my son had a birthday before Christmas. Now yeah. she feels bad for. Now she no. She used to feel bad for anybody who had one before Christmas. Now it's yeah. like whatever. <laughs> oh, how old are your kids? Oh, they're up there. So Vi, <laughs> when 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 you have a celebration, when you have a birthday, do you celebrate or do you hide? Oh, I celebrate it. Have a cake. And, a, you know, yeah, yeah, girl. Nice. So, tell me what you have plans for Christmas. Big family, lots, lots of, lots going on, or quiet. Oh, I just got to uh, spend some time with my daughter and maybe go see my mom and my sister. Nice. So you're happy, you're healthy, you're feeling good. Oh, as good as I can be. Yeah, I've had a, yeah, how, this past year has gone like. Of course, my husband passed away last year. Oh, it's sorry. overwhelming, and but you get through it one day at a time. Good time for family. Good time for friends. Good time mm-hmm. to meet new people. You know, sixties right. the sixties the old forty, right? That's what they say, yeah. I remember when I Yeah, so forward, get back out pretty, there. There's it's when I turned 50, it was like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I pray, I'm hoping that you're going to keep pushing because you sound like you oh, could I be will. a lot of fun and be a good friend to hang with. So I appreciate yeah, so you calling. Yeah, so do you, actually. Thanks, so, man. Well, well, have, have, have a, go ahead. Well, well, have a Merry Christmas, too. Yes, you too. Have a great holiday, and thanks so much for listening. That's my friend Vi in Edmonton. You know, you know it's, about, um, it's really about taking the time to appreciate what you've got. You know, people talk about, you know, how do you, how do you really get through difficult times? And one of the things I tell people, and I tell you to do this right now over the holidays, make a list, make a gratitude list. I don't want to say gratitude because everybody's, Oh my God, attitude, you know, gratitude. He must be an AA guy. I'm not an AA guy, but gratitude is something I use to keep myself in check 
to make sure that I'm not losing sight of the good things that I'm doing in life. Because sometimes I forget. Sometimes I just concentrate on the things I didn't do. Does that sound familiar? 877-399-9898. We can share. We can talk about birthdays. Or we can talk about, you know, hurt, being uncomfortable with not meeting the needs that you expect for yourself and saying, oh, well, I'm 35 and I should have this. I should have this. I should have this. You know what? That's all garbage. No offense, but it's all garbage. You should have what you have when you have it. And when the right time comes, the right time comes. And if there's ways to motivate yourself to go get the stuff you need to get or the, the accomplish the, the, the stuff you need to accomplish or, you know, take the course or build something or, you know, get the promotion, whatever it is you're trying to do, get on it. Just go get it. That's the job. Just go get it. Don't wallow in why I can't and why I shouldn't. All that negative self-talk, get rid of it, man. Wipe it out. You should be hearing conversations in your head going, wow. I did this and I done that and I'm great at this and I'm good at that, you know, and I'm open to this and I'm open to that. The negative self-talk about all the things we can't do is easily overcome when the positive voice is louder than the negative voice. How do you like that? You heard that first. Speaking of hearing voices, seriously, speaking of hearing voices, I want you to make sure that you're setting up yourself properly for this holiday, that you're doing Christmas, you're doing the holiday your way. You're not doing the holiday somebody else's way. And if being sober and clean is the way you need to do it, and you're going into environments that struggle, that are going to make you struggle with that, hear from me. I'm telling you straight up. I've been doing this forever. This is the answer. Don't go. Make your own holiday. Create your own wonderful moments around your sobriety, around your cleanliness, around your ability not to lose yourself because you go to the family Christmas party or you go to the family gathering and someone's going to say something to someone and then everybody's spun out of control and everybody's tense and anxious. And, oh, my gosh, this isn't a holiday. This is like a, this is like a, a, you know, a cage match without the actual pushing and fighting. Although sometimes you get the pushing and the fighting, too. I've heard those stories. I can't believe it. Hey, here's something else I'm going to share with you. Do you realize that women, apparently, and here's a little bit of a spin, women are more addicted to their smartphones than men. you believe that? That's that. That's what it says. There's a study, an actual study uh, that was that took place. It's the biggest study of its kind. Uh, it was conducted, you know, um, you know, in, in, with really significant um, uh, parameters around the around the uh, around the uh, the study. It's from the D- Department of Psychology at the University of Toronto in Ontario, um, and they did they studied fifty thousand five zero fifty thousand participants, and they came to the conclusion that women are more attached to their smartphones than men. Not that men aren't, by the way, we're not very good at it either. But for some reason, women seem to be more attached. Now, it's not really for some reason. It's just for some, you know, first of all, women are generally the first go-to responders or, you know, who's on your list of people to contact, God forbid, when you get sick or something happens, right? So, you know, it's usually a woman, you know, certainly in my case it is. It's certainly, you know, usually a mom or a grandmom or an aunt or a granny or somebody, right? And to be honest, I know my male friends out there, those who identify as male friends out there are going to like what I have to say, but here's the reality. Listen up, folks. Straight up. Pay attention. Now, don't push me away. Just pay attention. Listen. Women are just better at standing up when the times get tough. Women are just better at handling levels of stress that men just don't seem to be able to cope with the same. Not all. Not all of us, but most of us. So it makes sense 
that the female person in the in the relationship, the mother, the 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 the, the maternal person, whether it's actually the mother or someone filling that role in some some form, they're usually the go-to, right? So they're you know checking their phones for emergencies and checking their phones in case there's kids or neighbor kids or something. But uh, the problem is that we're finding in the study that women are also using it as an adult pacifier. So they're experiencing they're, they're they're so attached to the experiences and connecting and 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 you know it's like no different by the way we're talking about it's no different than being addicted to alcohol or being addicted to drugs or gaming or gambling or any of that kind of stuff right. It, it, you know, that kind of compulsive behavior is compulsive behavior any way that you cut it. So what we're talking about is the fact that women seem to um, lean on this adult pacifier or use it as a form of pa a pacifier um, because it appears that women are experiencing more depression and more anxiety and trying to avoid the feelings by using their phone as a as a as a distraction. Right uh, now. I got to tell you that, you know, men and everybody in between, all of us human beings, all seem to have our, our own security blanket, our own little toy, right? Our own pacifier. For many of us, it's a cell phone. For others, it's other stuff, right? Like not good stuff. Too much alcohol, too much booze, too much or too much, uh, too many drugs, too much weed, too much gambling, too much food, not enough food. You know, they can, there's all kinds of ways that you can, you know, that you can obsess over stuff or be, you know, somewhat addicted or be compulsive with things to try to hide from some of the stuff that's bugging you. But the study is really interesting. And, and I guess what they're trying to look at now is ways that women in particular related to the study, ways that women can curb the use yet staying true to their role, their societal role and what they get out of the benefit. So there's a benefit to using a cell phone. So perhaps, you know, instead of using it to get on social media and so on, use it to, you know, do meditation, use it to learn more about mindfulness. You know, so you turn something that can be evil into something good. That's like bringing darkness to a, you know, light to a dark place, right? So hopefully there's um, there's going to be a healthy screening app coming up pretty soon. There's something called a smartphone addiction scale you can find online that'll help guide you through in case you think you have a problem and uh, such. We're also celebrating, what is it, how many hours? I can't do the math. Depends on what province you're in, but it's getting pretty close to that bewitching hour. Yep, here in Ontario, it's about 15 minutes away from 24 hours before that magical moment of midnight on the 24th when guys and people come down the chimney. Hopefully, not really. If you got people coming down your chimney, you probably need to call the cops um, or make sure it's not one of the kids hiding gifts somewhere and then they get stuck. Uh, but kidding aside, you don't want anybody coming into the house that doesn't belong there, right? You want people in your house that belong there. You want people to do the right thing and show up when they're supposed to and be kind and be generous in a nice, realistic way so you don't feel bad because your neighbor that hardly ever comes over spends a fortune, buys you a real expensive something and it just feel terrible because what you got for them is, you know, some fruitcake, maybe a couple of cookies. But if that's what you do and that's who you are, that's an okay thing to do too. I want to hear from you. How are you celebrating? How's it going? You celebrate your birthdays? You're celebrating, you celebrating the holidays? Are you celebrating Christmas? And if not, why not? And if you don't have anybody to celebrate it with, give us a call so you can celebrate it with us because that's what we're doing here tonight. We're having a party. No, no negative nannies. I want to hear from people that have negative stories tonight. It's not a negative story night. 
Although you might see this as a negative story. So I, I stumbled onto a bunch of information over the last number of months in terms of how the Ontario cannabis uh, and the cannabis business in Canada in general has been doing. And in particular in, in Ontario, we've managed to drill down because we know more operators here than outside of Ontario, though I'm learning from new friends in other provinces like Saskatchewan, Alberta, Manitoba, uh, and and BC for sure, in terms of what they're doing. My buddies in Quebec can see what they're doing. And I got to tell you that when I read something like the Ontario Cannabis Corporation, a cannabis store is sitting on hundreds of millions of dollars, and that there are store operators that are out there that are sitting on hundreds of millions of dollars. Like there's a wholesaler sitting on about 536 million right now in Canadian dollars. The Canadian Ontario cannabis store, the, 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 the government owned marijuana wholesaler, they're, they're sitting on close to three, what is it? Close to $367 million. And if anyone buys, you know, cannabis, if you're a cannabis user, or, you know, you go out and buy cannabis, you realize that the prices are ridiculous for not really good weed. You know, that's why there's still a black market or gray market out there. Because, you know, you're spending, let's say, $10 a gram. It's sold by the gram, right? $10 a gram to buy a gram of, and that's enough for maybe two or three little joints, reasonable size joints, right? Put a bowl, you know, if you smoke it by the bowl, it lasts longer. If you cook it, doesn't last very long at all. You need probably two or three times as much of what you would smoke to make something an edible if you're cooking it. Anyway, I digress. They're sitting on all this cash and we're paying, you know, people are paying $10 a gram for okay, reasonable weed when you can buy it around the corner from Billy's cousin, Joe, who grows it himself for $3 a gram. Now, the reality is it's 4 or $5 a gram weed. But the government, with taxes and everything, whatever province you're in, it's pretty much the same, is whacking the tax, the, the, the tax dollars and turns this into a very expensive product, which is why people are buying it from places like uh, a lot of people are buying it from from um, Aboriginal locations, native stores where you can buy cigarettes and, and marijuana at a fraction of the cost of what you can buy in off-reservation um, stores, right? Uh, people, A lot of people going because you don't have to pay the tax, right? The tax is usually about half of the cost of the gram. So if it's a $10 gram, 50% of that five, you know, $5 a gram is going to the government. And I don't know about you. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not an anarchist or anything. I'm not trying to overthrow the government, but I'll tell you, Trudeau's not inviting me to his house for dinner. So why do I want to give him all that cash? I mean, I don't know. I, I pay my taxes. I do what I got to do. I do. I'm, I'm law abiding, but wherever I can, whatever chance I can to find a, a tax program that's, you know, proper and legal and, I can avoid giving money to the government. I do so. Well, in this case, I think some store operators, cannabis store operators, are thinking the same thing because they're sitting on a ton of cash that people say should be going to the to the ministry, should be going to the cannabis uh, corporation. You know, and we're talking about stupid amounts of money. Like in the province of Ontario alone, and I know in the other provinces the numbers are fairly similar, but the province of Ontario alone, in 2019, 2020. They made a profit of $18 million, Canadian dollars. 2021, $70 million. 2021 to 22, $184 million. And 2022-23, $234 million. That's a lot of cash, my friends. 
So why don't we maybe reduce some of that cash, what they're charging us, on the tax and everything else, reduce the cost of it, increase the quality of it, because last week's show we talked about how they're scamming the, the potency. I don't know. Stephen Calgary, how you doing, man? All right. Listen, uh, yes, I'm uh, 66. Yes, sir. Uh, in uh, 1967, yes, sir. Uh, I had a birthday. And okay. uh, mom told me it's going to be the last birthday because she doesn't want to get old. My grandma was sitting in the corner, and she uh, told me uh, my grandma had 13 children. Wow. Uh, that's normal back then. Okay. Uh, she told me to go get her purse. I got her purse. Uh, she took her coin purse out. She gave me a quarter. She told me, go give it to that, that girl and her daughter because uh, they don't seem to have enough money to make a skirt. We were wearing, uh, they were wearing miniskirts back then. So, so, you had a, so you had a good, you had a good celebration, Stephen, or not a good celebration? Oh, it was excellent, but it was funny that uh, that my grandma thought that uh, the woman is so poor yeah. that she didn't complete her skirt or the skirt on her uh, daughter. This was in the sixties. Oh so, uh, so, so have, have, you, have you celebrated? Have you celebrated holidays and, and birthdays since then, or was that really your yes, last birthday? Uh, oh, I, I, I celebrated it, but good, that good. that uh, message was ingrained in my brain. When you talk about uh, marijuana and stuff, which of yep. course I'm against, uh, yep. that that uh, you can look at the, how people lived back then, the standards of living. Uh, of uh, of what is wholesome and right, and yeah. the standard of living that you're talking about. Yeah, I hear you. Appreciate the call, Stephen. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday, and hope you continue to celebrate your birthdays. Let's get back to this conversation about uh, weed money being stuck in the bank accounts as opposed to kicking back to the purchaser, kicking back to the consumer, reducing the cost of, of what it costs to go out there and buy, you know. Uh, there's a Toronto licensed producer, um, one, of, one of many, uh, is sitting on uh, $560 million. There's another one sitting on about uh, $224 million. Another one sitting on $234 million. They're just not paying in their – from what I understand, I could be wrong. It doesn't appear that they're paying in their tax dollars. And the government's sitting on a whole bunch of money. So it's kind of like, you know, like it's an interest-free loan. I don't know. The, the whole weed industry in Ontario and pretty much across the country has been poorly, poorly managed, uh, poorly handled. And uh, I, I, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It should have uh, should have not blown out like that. It should have been something that rolled out for the benefit of the consumer. And it doesn't seem to be that way. It seems to be it works out really well for the government and their tax plan and so on, but not really so well for the store owners and for the growers and for the consumer. I don't know. doesn't make a ton of sense to me. We teased about this Earthquakes Canada leaving X, uh, the platform X, um, 
effective uh, the 20 on 2024 that um, there'll no longer be posting that the earthquakes Canada will no longer be posting uh, information on the X website. That's affecting some people. People are a little concerned that, you know, if you're, if, if that's the place you go to get your information and now it's no longer available because they're not on that platform uh, for those that are in remote areas, it may not be the greatest thing. So we're going to keep track of that. The problem that we're concerned about really behind it all is what other emergency services are going to be dropped from the X platform and other platforms on social media going forward because they just can't come to terms with the organization and their mandates and their rules and regulations and who knows why people make those decisions. But not a great one. I'll tell you a really great decision, though. I love this. I'll just share it with you real quick because it's not a big story, but it's a cool story. Uh, Muppets, you know, the Muppets <clears throat> from Sesame Street. Well, they now have a Muppets workshop. Now, if you've been a Muppets fan for years as it relates to kids' uh, entertainment, I'd love to hear from you, 877-399-9898. Tell me what you think. But uh, they've always managed to share things like uh, intermarriage and uh, people who were, uh, you know, were, were you know, coming out in a, uh, as, as being gay or in some form, uh, you know, different than others. And they really profile this stuff for children so they all get comfortable in the world as it emerges. Now the latest thing coming out of Muppets is a workshop to explain opioid addiction to young children. Can you imagine? So uh, Carly and Elmo appear in the season 51 uh, of Sesame Street. It's, they, they're going to be talking about um, so I think it's Carl's Carly's mother uh, is recovering from an unspecified addiction. Uh, they don't really get into it, but it's They talk a lot about stuff related to opioids and so on, but I think that's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. I just think it's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant that they're coming up with ways to educate children about some of the challenges that their parents are having because to pretend it doesn't exist. Isn't the solution. Kids are much smarter than that, right? They get it. They understand what's going on. Right. So anyway, I just uh, kudos to the folks at uh, Sesame Street for making the brave decision to do that. And uh, I'm excited. I'm going to watch it. I'm just going to see how they approach it. And I might grab some clips off of it uh, to share in my shows going forward and uh, kind of see what impact it has, um, because I think it's a great plan to bring everything out of the closet, put it on the table and uh, start talking to kids about really what's up. Right. The real stuff. Uh, ways to protect your mental health from holiday stresses. Okay. So expectations, making sure that people have too many expectations and, and, and you have to ignore those judgments, right? All that bah humming because you're, and you're not obligated to celebrate the holidays any way other than the way you're comfortable. And you have to recognize if you're feeling oppressed by your own traditions, meaning that you got to take the time to reinvent yourself. Don't just go along with what used to be if it doesn't work for you. Don't be ruled by what's gone on in the past, man. Make your own future. Create your own way to deal with the holidays and what works for you. Ask yourself what you love about the holidays, what you dislike about the holidays. And just choose the stuff you love. Don't get stuck into the stuff you don't love or you don't like or that you're so fearful around. Right? This whole merriment to the max thing, overeating, overdrinking, everybody's slapping, everybody's hugging, everybody, everybody's, right? For a lot of people, that's overwhelming. You don't have to buy into it. You know, you don't have to buy into the whole, you know, gift exchange and all that stuff. If you don't feel comfortable, you can do something nice. You can, you know, you can do something simple, right? Offer the gift of mental health by making a donation to something. You can, you know, make a donation on behalf of your boss to some mental health association or some, you know, uh, organization to help animals or the aging or whatever, right? 
Remember to remind yourself of the pitfalls and the triggers when it comes to overindulging, making sure you're making healthy choices around food, around alcohol, around any drugs you might be doing, smoking, whatever, right? And don't lose sight of the fact that even though it's the holidays, you still need to eat properly, sleep properly, and get your exercise. Very important. And if you're one of the people that has to organize holiday parties and it becomes so much and so overwhelming, solicit other people to come and help you. Delegate. Delegate. Neighbors, friends, family. Right? Don't have to do it all yourself. You don't have to be a hero on Christmas. That's Santa's job. Your job is to just stay healthy and provide for a good environment for the people that are around you that love you and whose life matters to you and your life matters to them. Head off any conflicts at the past, right? If you know that there's going to be topics that people are going to be talking about around the holidays, just don't allow them. Create boundaries. Make it very clear what those boundaries are, where they come from. Make some ground rules when you sent the invitation. Okay, no, we're, we're having a Christmas celebration, but we're talking about this, this, and this, and not about this, this, and this. No, no discussion about religion and politics. We're not talking about world events. We're just talking about great things that have happened to us this year or some interesting stories that we can share with one another that are positive and uplifting. You only have to choose the stuff that makes you happy, right? Whether it's your event or somebody else's, to keep your mental health in check, do what's good for you. Do what makes you happy. If you're somewhere and you accept an invitation, you find that you're feeling overwhelmed while you're there, plan to take some time out by finding a quiet place or calling a friend, taking a walk. Or if you don't want to go, just say you don't want to go. And if you go and you're not comfortable there, what I tell everyone in their, it's in recovery, whether it's for their mental health or any problem with substances related to holidays or get-togethers, you can always leave. You have to have a plan B, my friends. Exit strategy. You're hearing that from, from Yonatan. It's my birthday. I can give you all kinds of advice. That's the way it works. As I get older, I get to give more advice, I'm told. If you don't like it, leave. Make sure you have your own transportation. You have a sober buddy with you or somebody around with you that, that, can, that can hang with you in the situation. And you know, it may not even be around substances. It may just be that going to, going to grandma's this year, like every other year, you walk away feeling horrible about yourself. So why would you go to a party that has you feeling terrible about yourself at the end? You can always go the next day. You can go for brunch, for lunch, show up that, you know, for, bring, some, uh, bring some food with you, show up at your grandma's, your aunts, your uncles, your mom's. Do something that works for you, right? Do something special for yourself this season. That's another way to keep yourself in check. Treat yourself. Maybe do some volunteering. Maybe reach out to other people. Maybe go old school. Yeah, like I do. I write letters and cards, real ones, paper. I stick them in the mail with a stamp. Can you believe it? I know, but it works and people love it. They love the old school stuff because it means that you care and that you're touching that. And you know what? However you got to reach out, the key is to reach out. Not isolate yourself. Not be secluded from the world. Be a part of what's going on out there. So hopefully there's some tips that can help you. I'm just telling you, you make Christmas work for you. You make the holidays work for you. You don't have to work into other people's ideas and concepts. If it's not good for you, just don't do it. So let me tell you about some real stuff. Toys and Smiles, local couple using their hot rod pickup to collect gifts for the holiday season. Really nice, feel-good story. I want to get to it. I want to talk to it. We have some guests that are going to join us here. But the story goes like this. Leslie and Larry Stadnick 
uh, they cre- they built this. I'm not sure we're going to get to the story because they're going to tell us. Built a pickup truck or put a pickup truck kit together, painted it all red. It's now called the Christmas Charity Truck, and they run around delivering gifts, like a lot of gifts. And by the way, if you're into cars, you're a car freak. Like I'm not so much a car freak because I can't fix them, but I appreciate them. Guy's got a sick vehicle, 1935 Chevy pickup, right? 327 Chevy, 380 horsepower engine, three-speed automatic Dana rear end. Like the, this thing's got a lot going for it, but what it's got going for it, it's out there doing some great stuff, being uh, piloted by some really, really remarkable people. They're going to be my guests. They are my guests here this evening, and uh, out there doing some stuff. They're doing, and they're share. They're what they're doing is they're raising money. They're doing stuff, and they're sharing the the the, the benefits with the Rowan House in High River. Uh, it's a shop of uh, on Wonders in uh, Okotoks and Children's Cottage in Calgary, and um, they're doing some just some great stuff. And they decided that they joined me here tonight, even though they're so busy getting ready for their holiday season. I'm sure they're going to be out of breath. Larry and Leslie Stadnick, owners of Christmas Charity Truck, welcome to At Your Best. Hi, thank Hi, you. Thank you. It, I think we're the only people that are actually awake in Canada at this hour that aren't cooking, <laughs> uh, aren't cooking for Christmas. So I appreciate you being here with me. What a really cool story. So first of all, the, the cool part for me as a guy that can't work very well with tools is anybody who can take something like you've done and put it together. Like I, I would for sure have like great motorcycles and, and hot rods, but I just don't know anything about how to fix them. So I don't want to get stuck with zillions of dollars in bills. But you, you folks have done some really, really remarkable stuff. And um, I can hear this. I can hear it in your voice. It's got to make you smile, right? At the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. We smile all day long. <laughs> well, that's because yeah. you're probably you're probably in love. You know, I mean, you're, I'm sure the two of you. That, there you go. Well, that, that I, my wife is listening, so I have to sound like a, a really awesome. caring, you know, a really caring yeah. husband. Um, so, you know, tell me the story. How did this come around? Let's start. We can start with Leslie. Leslie, how did all of a sudden we we decided that we're going to take this 1935 pickup truck and <laughs> uh, turn it into something that uh, shares and sheds light and goodness around the world, so to speak, or at least around your world for sure. Well, we we had this truck, or most of the parts for the truck, up on a shelf that yeah. needed a purpose. And so a group of us uh, car enthusiasts decided to bring it down off the shelf and create something that uh, we could bring some happiness to families in the area. And it just kind of evolved into the Christmas charity truck. And how many people are involved in this process with you? I know it's uh, Larry. I mean, how many are how many are helping you and Leslie out in this in this process? Is it just well, you and some some friends, or is it turned into a group? Well, it, there was about twenty guys. They're all, you know, hot rodders, everything else. And we, I said one day, we're going to take that truck down and we're going to build something really cool, something special. And and there's amazing talent that built this truck um we've most of the guys that we're working on we've built cars together and and everything else and it just we had a blast let me tell you and and it turned into more fun than i could believe um the banter that went on like you get five or six guys seven guys in a shop working on one truck Oh my God, it's it's so fun, so fun. 
<laughs> Leslie, Leslie, were you, were you were you getting your hands dirty too? No, I didn't. I I sat back and I just watched them all do their thing. Yeah. Well, so, well some we would have to be making we sandwiches and providing the, the pizza. What's yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were building the truck. She was setting up the charity. Yeah. She was doing all the organizing and setting everything up. Um which was a fun thing. We actually ended up taking off to Mexico for a couple of weeks and five or six of the guys. <laughs> they took over. They took over and nice. we come back from Mexico one night and it was called light up Okotoks. We drive yeah. up, we get off the plane. We, we go out and uh, five or six of our friends have this truck set up with the lights on Amazing. It was amazing. Amazing. The 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 whole thing is um, a group effort from hearts. I love it. So there's yeah. I love it. So did, did what happens with the truck through the rest of the year, uh, Leslie? Well, when you guys aren't aren't delivering presents, what do you do? Is it on display anywhere? Do you go around and do other things with it? Give me an idea what you do with this magnificent vehicle. Well, right now it's it's being parked and displayed at the sash. It's a um, it's a, a luxury garage facility just uh, just north of Okotoks, uh, south of Calgary. And uh, we will attend car shows through the summer. Uh, there's going to be uh, some Christmas in July events that we'll attend. We'll we'll just continue collecting. Uh, right through the year, and we'll continue providing these uh, these charities. Uh, Children's Cottage in in Calgary they need support year round. Yeah. The other charities might just need it during Christmas time, but um, you know, kids can use birthday presents, not just Christmas presents. So I we're bet. just we're just out there trying to provide a little happiness kids so at the end of the day i can hear how giddy the two of you are uh larry in real terms what are we what are we doing we're picking up packages and delivering it to the charities or we're delivering it directly to the homes like how does the stuff actually get distributed uh to the young people that we're talking about here or the families so, not just so, kids, but... well we're, we're sending it right to the charities gotcha. so and then we have a rule we don't give money we give toys okay. so if you do, if you donate a hundred bucks, we're buying a hundred dollars worth of toys. We take the toys, give them to the charity. Uh, if somebody comes up and said, "I need a hundred bucks because my kids need toys," we buy the toys. How so do they do that? How do they do that, Larry? How do people donate if they want? If they're listening right now and they want to donate, how do they do that? Just go to our website, the charity truck, and uh, christmascharitytruck.ca. Yeah, just go that's, there that's what and I'm click for. on there. You can donate, and all the money goes to toys. I'm here with Larry and Leslie Stadnick. They are the owners of the Christmas Charity Truck, and you can send them some money. You probably should do that. Send a little bit of money, see if they can buy some toys on your behalf for some people in their area. They can reach them by christmascharitytruck.ca, christmascharitytruck.ca. Leslie and Larry, thank you for being here with me tonight. Um, let's get right to it. So is it more fun to actually drive, Larry, I'm going to ask you the question. Is it more fun driving 
the really cool vehicle around, which, by the way, I would love to do it if you ever come to Toronto. Uh, if you drive the, this vehicle around, or is it more fun giving out the presents? Well, I'll tell you, I'm going to say it's more fun watching the people you give the presents to. Um, it's so heartwarming. Um, last night, we did a little run with the truck, and one li- one little girl jumped in that truck just to give me a hug. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So Doesn't that make it melt? <laughs> it's pretty special. It's pretty stuff special. Like that it, it, let, let Leslie, Leslie, is he crying right now? He is. <laughs> yeah, I love it. He's, uh, Larry, you and I are going to be best friends. I can tell that immediately. I, I know that. So so <laughs> how many runs? Yes. How many and runs yes, you guys have it. Yeah, man. How many guys? How many runs you guys have to do? Like, are we talking about for you know a few days at a, a few days out of the holidays, or are you going for two, three weeks at a time? Give me an idea. Well, we've been we've been running it for uh for, for yeah, just over three weeks now. Yeah. Um, our our first event, it wasn't running. We just trailered it in. Uh, yeah. It's been running since I think the end of November. Um, and we've done quite a few different runs. So I assume you're both, uh, maybe I'm wrong, you're both uh, retired from sort of no. a, a day-to-day job. Nope. Is that fair? No? Nope. Okay. Nope. What, do you do for, what do you guys do for a day job? Well, we're uh, home builders and land developers. Oh. We're, we're, oh. we're pretty busy people, uh, yeah. but we always have time for charity. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. You know what? I'll tell you. I'll tell you, folks. It goes like this. I know a lot of builders. I learned a lot of land developers, and they're very, they're very charitable folks, and they write huge checks and do lots of great work around this country and North America worldwide. I know some pretty remarkable people. But you folks get your hands dirty. You're not just <laughs> yeah. writing the check. You're not writing the check, right? It's, it's easy to write the check. You know, you send them five grand, ten grand, whatever, and you call it a day, right? Assuming you're in that kind of position, um, I'm sure you spend more than that on stuff from the vehicle and anything, anyways. But at the end of the day, you're actually out there. And and Larry, that 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 little girl that jumped in your truck, buddy. I don't care how many buildings you built or how many plazas you have or how much land you own. Nothing's better than that, right? Nothing. 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 Yeah, I know. I, I, I love it. We're fortunate. We have six kids. We have ten wow. grandkids. Wow! We amazing kids. We're blessed enough to have money to do and give back. And uh, like even our kids are on board with whatever. Our daughter set up the website. Um, nice. You know, they they all work with us to do what we can do. How about the grandkids? Got the grandkids wrapping gifts and doing that kind of stuff too, or? They too young, or they what? What are they doing? (laughs) So the answer to that was no. (laughs) Okay, so teaching moment, teaching teaching moment. Okay, so um, actually, the story coming up after you is about some kids in out west here, Western Canada, that are giving back uh, all their Christmas gifts, or giving, returning them, taking the money, and giving it to to kids that don't have. So you know, if there's opportunities, if there's opportunities for your kids and your grandkids to participate, like there's nothing better than children helping children, right? And it sounds to me like you two are incredible models uh, in terms of the right thing to do for your family. So maybe, I don't know, Leslie, maybe having them out there wrapping some gifts and loading the truck, maybe not a terrible thing to do. What do you think? No, absolutely not. I think think you're on to something there. It's not something we haven't thought about. It's just um, 
the grandkids are not all here locally. Okay. So, <laughs> well, sounds so to me like you're going to have. Sounds to me like you're going to have to have a truck one, truck two, truck three. Have you, have you, have you, have you thought about what this grows into, Larry? Because it sounds to me like the two of you are big into growing and developing. What's this look like when you're finished with it? Because it doesn't sound like you're finished. Well, we're, we're not finished. And I had a few of my close friends. Um, we had a little bit of a gathering tonight to yeah. celebrate everything. And one of the guys said, I think we need to build a miniature semi truck with a trailer <laughs> to haul all the toys. And uh, and I just looked at him and I said, "Are you funding it?" <laughs> and, well, that's my and, next, that's my yeah, next question. Where, where did where did where did the money like? I assume the two of you wrote some big checks to get it all done yourself. But where are the toys and stuff and the money? Where's it like? Where is it coming from? What what's the donor base look like? Is it just in your community or is it stretched now beyond you know just people who kind of know you? Well, we've had uh, we've had offices do toy drives. We've had community nice. gatherings where kids are bringing the toys and donating in and and putting them into the truck. We've had people um, e-transferring money from uh, across Western Canada. Um, it's 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 actually quite remarkable the response that we've been getting and and um, the joy that people are getting from donating to the Christmas charity truck. I love it. You know, I'm going to, uh, I'll send something tomorrow because it's too late. I'll, I'll make a mess if I try to, but I will send something tomorrow for sure. Cause I'd love to support what well, you're doing. You. Um, no, it's uh, I thank you. Uh, but the, 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 the people that you're, you know, it's interesting. You talk about um, toy drives and stuff at the, at the, at the office levels. Um, you know, interesting Larry or both of you, I guess you're both involved in the business. I have some friends of mine that are pretty massive developers uh, and they have a relationship with their builders and their contractors and, their lawyers and accountants, and they they get from them every year donations towards uh, charities and and usually around things that help kids uh, as kind of part of their transaction. You know, it's a fifty thousand dollar you know a contract uh, concrete job. You know, they're they're expecting five grand to be donated, and they kind of build it into their into their work. Is it something you might have thought of? You got sounds like you probably have a lot of people that you support and, and give opportunities to. Maybe you got to lean on them if you're not already. Well, you know what? We didn't have to lean on anybody. Um, and, and I'm going to say that the truck is 100% donated. Mm -hmm. um, Leslie and I had bought the truck years ago. Um, we bought it for a lot of money, uh, and we put it up on a shelf because it was going to be a project. Uh, we had friends, uh, neighbors, uh, associates. Uh, donate Lo the rest. Local businesses. Local businesses. Wow. Everything. Wow. Truck is one hundred percent donated, and the truck is worth a hundred thousand dollars. Oh wow! And it's actually owned by the charity now. Yeah. It's been sold to the charity for a dollar. Yeah. You know, you guys are really cool. I got to tell you, first of all, the fact that you're doing it together, I love that story. The fact mm -hmm. that you're doing it to help others and, you know, it, the effort and the time it takes to actually do the work, I love that story. Um, I just love everything about what the two of you are doing. And I want you to know that this guy here, 
has a lot of respect and a lot of appreciation oh, for you. what you're doing out there. Yeah. And I want, and I hope, I hope there's others out there that can turn their hobby into something really cool like you have. And um, I think it's really great. And I hope that next year you can get back on the air with me and tell me how it's all grown and what that semi, because I know you're going to have that semi truck. I know you are. I can just oh, hear yeah. it. In your oh, voice, yeah. Larry. oh yeah. I can, you, you already have a design for it. I'm sure. Uh, Christmas charity truck.ca. Everybody needs to send them a little bit of money to help them. Uh, I want you folks to have an amazing holiday. If your children and Thank grandchildren are, are, are concerned about the, the volunteering part, tell them you heard it from me. You can blame it on me. Yeah. Lots of people blame stuff on me. Uh, but uh, I'm so happy to know the two of you and I wish you the best of the holidays and a very, very Merry Christmas. And thanks for uh, taking time out to spend some time with me and my audience tonight. Well, thank you for the thank opportunity. You. Oh, Merry my Christmas. pleasure. Merry Christmas uh, to you. Yeah.